Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. I'm Cyrus Rogers. As always, I'm here with the other member of the Post Up crew, Mr. Kaunda Chama. Kaunda, how are you? I'm good, man. It's uh, it's it's a good week. Uh, and it's always great, you know, to come and talk basketball at the end of the week. Well, that's how it goes. And the best thing about this, though, is that we're coming to the end of the season and the storylines, the stories in the NBA are incredible. So this week's show, we're going to be talking about are we sleeping on two particular teams? And we'll bring one or two others as special mentions that could okay. be um, secret or sneaky um, NBA champions if they carry on with the form that they're in, in the Memphis Grizzlies and the Boston Celtics who have come out of nowhere. So we'll talk about them and whether or not people are sleeping on them. And then also we talk about the defensive play of the year. Um, there's uh, a lot of talk around who should be, who could be, and and who might be crowned. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kaunda, you know, that's a debate we love because I, I love the defensive side of the game. Uh, yeah, look, Cyrus... I- Defense wins championships, they say, right? Yeah, but you do need to score points too, though. But <laughs> that's what I love about this. Um, so we'll be talking about that too, as well as games to watch this weekend. But um, before we go into any of the other details of the podcast, here are our social media handles. At Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We'd like to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Betcoza, and The Pod House. Uh, make sure you listen towards the end of the podcast for our games to take a bet on in our post-up betting corner. Um, but mm-hmm. let's get into it, Kaunda. Let's not leave, let's not leave them uh, waiting. Are we sleeping on the Memphis Grizzlies and the Boston Celtics as being potential champions? I mean, and, and the reason we ask this is because if you look at the, the Grizzlies in the West, they have a 54-23 and 23 record. They're second in the, in, in the conference and by, by quite a large distance. Nobody is going to catch them up towards the end of the season. So they've clinched that second spot. Um, and they've been destroying teams even without their best player, John Morant. Yep. How are we sleeping on the Grizzlies? Yeah, I think if we if we don't consider them to be a contender, Cyrus, we're definitely sleeping on the Grizzlies, and and I, and I think this is is also a bit of a recency bias mm-hmm. because we've always given them this uh, moniker that I think we need to take uh, off, which is like they're this hardworking blue collar team. And yeah. funny how their kit is blue, right? <laughs> that, that works. No, hard. no, no actual collars though. <laughs> no collars, but you know, just a blue jersey team, mm-hmm. but. They, they, like they work so hard, but they just never quite, uh, you know, make it through. And I, and I think what they're proving uh, this season is we, we, we've been underestimating them. And they didn't perform too badly last season either. Yeah. And then they're back this season. It, it's it's kind of like, and and I'll say this with all due respect, they're the sun's light. You, you okay. know, like they okay. performed well last season, and you guys are oh maybe it was a fluke. You know these Cinderella stories, and then again they're like no no. We, we want to do this another This is chase. who we are. This is who we are now. Mm. You better give us respect. And I think they've got the, some great young pieces on that squad, Cyrus, who, yeah. who have got high ceilings, who, who, who can make things happen. I mean, I mean look, besides... Uh, who, who is Aquaman again? Oh, uh, Stephen uh, Adams. Stephen Adams. Yeah. They, they don't have that much you know, veteran depth. That, that's the only thing for me that, 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 that gets me wired a little bit. But other than that... Look, Cyrus, they've got what it takes. I mean, like I always say, if you own an NBA jersey, and I don't mean a bought one like mine, (laughs) if you own one which was actually given to you because you were drafted, if if you've you've earned earned an NBA, a roster spot. I've earned mine too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) But you know, if you've earned a roster spot, Mm. you deserve the chance to chase that Larry O'Brien trophy, Cyrus. And that's that's where I am with, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Because like, why not? 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually with you 100% counter. And, and I think that, you know, in a, in a weird way, perhaps this is also about, you talked about recency bias and all of that stuff. It's also ageism uh-huh. in the sense that we all believe teams that are too young cannot win yeah. because they don't have the experience. They don't know the heartbreak of having tried and, and, and also what, do, what works, what doesn't work, all of that stuff. And, like and, the 2015 Golden State Warriors, huh? Dude. Um, but they, they were a young team. Though <laughs> That's they what did I'm have vets, But they did have well, vets no, no, on that they, team. They had the Iggy's in them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Andrew Bogert. There were guys who were really, really good on those teams yeah. who'd been in the league for a long time. So you look at the Grizzlies now and everybody's like, yeah, but, you know, the oldest players there are 28 years old. And you mentioned Stephen Adams. He's one of them. The other one is uh, Shaquille Harrison. Nobody's really talking about him because, frankly, he's not doing much. He's not one of the frontline guys. Unless but his, then, name was on, his surname was O'Neal. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Talking about but it. then there's Kyle Anderson, right? Yeah. And Kyle Anderson has been central to what happens and what's good for them as well. And he's 28. Mm-hmm. Then from there, as you start going back, you're like, okay, fine. We've got a little bit of experience in those guys and they do quite well. But the guys who are really performing are the likes of Desmond Bain, who wasn't really given a chance. Here he is at 23 years old, doing some incredible stuff. Um, we don't even have to talk about um, just Ja Morant, who we know is the superstar of this team. Yep. But Jaron Jackson Jr., at 22 years old, is as critical and is also part of the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, yep. which we'll have a little bit later. So they've got these guys who can really perform at different levels. I mean, De'Anthony Melton, nobody had given him much of a chance, and here he is. Even when you look at their coach, Taylor Jenkins, mm-hmm. he's in his 30s counter. This is a young guy. So there's a lot going against them when we look at the general narrative. Too young, inexperienced, do they have enough talent? Well, well it's, proved. it's that ageism you were talking about, right? Yeah. Like where everybody's like talking, oh man, young coach, young core. It's nah. it's the reverse of the LeBron James ageism. Yeah. 37 years old, what is he really going to do? I guess, so, yeah. You know, so, you, so you, you have, have to be somewhere in the middle for people to really trust that you're a contender. As they say, not they too talk old, about your prime. Not too young, not too old. Just, just <laughs> it's the like Goldilocks. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, not too hot, not too cold. But but I think that that's what we're seeing with the Grizzlies here. And and it's also, they're a smaller market team. Nobody's really expecting them to do much. Mm. They've got, what, one all-star um, yep. on, on their roster. And so people just don't necessarily see it. But you mentioned the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, are they kind of like the Suns light? Yes, they kind of are. But what's interesting is they've also been written off as much as the Suns, which is something that you mentioned. Yep. And the Suns primarily have that because they've got, like, what, two all-stars? Mm-hmm. Um, in Devin Booker and, and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul, yeah. Um, is Devin Booker even an all-star? Of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about then... You've got, he's been a rising star. But, he's, he's done all the stars. But, but the only thing they don't have is an MVP or mm-hmm. an MVP uh, kind of Caliber candidate. Type exactly. Player. And I think that's what Devin Booker is, is that he's been bubbling under in the MVP conversation for a while. And Ja Morant suddenly lifted himself into that kind of conversation. I'd say he's in the sort of top 10, 15 yep. in the league around that. So Can't argue with that, sir. And, and that's why the Grizzlies, we, we definitely shouldn't be sleeping on them. In fact, I'm thinking about going to bed, Koza, taking a sneaky little uh, punt on a Memphis <laughs> Grizzlies shock NBA championship win. Um, it, I mean, it would it be money wasted? Not if I don't put too much on. But I also think that the returns on that could be pretty good because you're looking at this and you're thinking, Memphis for the chip? But they can beat you in so many different ways. Uh-huh. Um, and and what's, what's incredible for me is that I, I look at this and I say, okay, if the Memphis Grizzlies go out and win this championship, mm-hmm. if you put, let's call it 25 Rand down, yep. you get back 350 Rand. Wow. 
on a bet right now. This is the number two seed in the West. Uh-huh. Their record is better than every team in the East right now. Their record is 54 and 23. Yep. The best team in the East has 49 wins, and that's the Miami Heat. So it's possible, Counter. Look, Cyrus, I, I always say, especially in recent years, uh, the league has shown me that it, it's anybody's championship to, to, to claim. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we look at the Raptors, obviously there's always that, oh, there was the Kawhi and, mm-hmm. and Danny Green narrative, and, and then the Bucks. Oh, yeah, because they got Yanis, who was the MVP. But Cyrus, sometimes these teams, if you look at not only just the, the, the guys that won the championship, but obviously the... The, the, the Raptors played the, the, the Warriors, who, who are obviously back-to-back champions. But if you look at who did the Lakers face in, in the yeah. championship, it was a heat that hadn't been that close in seasons. Yeah. If, you, if you look at um, who the Bucks beat, it's the Suns who had not been there for forever. Ever. Yeah. So, so Cyrus, you know, looking at the Memphis Grizzlies and thinking, oh, maybe they won't win. This, Cyrus, it's basketball, as they say, is a game of runs. Sport is like that. And, and, and anything can happen. And I hate that I word called injury. Yeah. Those always affect people, especially in the postseason. So, but then you, you could know. suddenly have form. That, yeah, suddenly and, and you might just you must just heat up. But I mean, when I'm talking about injuries, I'm talking about like what happened to the Golden State Warriors, you know, mm. when they took on the, mm. the Toronto the Raptors. Raptors. Yeah. The, the moment Clay Thompson went down, you, you knew that. Well, it was game over. Once KD was gone and, and yeah. Clay was gone, yeah. With KD gone, I was always, I was still like 50 50 because, because Clay the is that Brothers sniper. Could. Yeah. And, mm. and, and, you know, uh, so, so, so Steph and th- those two together, you, you never underestimate. But the moment Clay went down, I was like, I think it's, uh, it's all she wrote. Tickets. You, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 I'm, and I'm thinking if the Grizzlies stay healthy. Yeah. And maybe one of their toughest contenders on the path but lose somebody, lose somebody key. Mm. Cyrus, it changes everything. That's true. It changes everything. That's true. And, and you know these guys are again young, athletic, and 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 can recover faster than you know guys like you and, and I. Most of us older people. Yeah. So so look, Cyrus, we, we can't write the Grizzlies off, and and like a lot of people, we we can't sleep on them potentially chasing the title. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, and and what I like about this kind of debate is let's look at the numbers, right? Uh-huh. If we're looking at, at teams uh, from a point scoring perspective, points per game, yep. the Grizzlies might not necessarily be way up there. They're in 13th place mm-hmm. when it comes to points per game. Um, but this is a team that battles really hard. And, um, you know, when you look at it, they, they're trying to put pressure on the teams that they play against. You know, their rebounding numbers are not great either. They're 16th in the league when it comes to that. Um, When you look at something like assists per game, the Grizzlies are also uh, 12th in the league. But then let's go to um, um, the advanced stats. And that's Mm -hmm. where you really start to see a case for the Grizzlies starting to show itself. Because if you're looking at offensive rating, they're fourth in the league in offensive rating. Mm -hmm. When you look at defensive rating, these guys are sixth in the league. So their net rating is not terrible at all because they are third in the league in net rating. Mm-hmm. And, and I look at this stuff and I think if you've got a great offense and you've got a good defense, how can anybody argue against you apart from late game execution in a playoff yeah. series and, and that kind of stuff? That's where the narrative changes. What's interesting, and I'm going to take this debate off the Grizzlies, I think we've made our case for them. They, they really could be champions. We're not saying but they I, I, will I, I, be. I was going to throw a spanner and say, you, you, you've now mentioned something that might work against them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the late game uh, executions yeah. in, 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 a, in a tight seven-game series. Because 
I mean, they've been there before, but uh, perhaps not at this level with not, this le- with this kind of expectation. This, yeah, because the the, the the heat is on, literally, Cyrus. Yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've got all sorts of magnifying glasses picking them apart, and I hope they ignore some of the media sentiment and stuff like that, you know, because these days it's so easy to catch on to silly narratives and mm. that might affect your mood. So I, I, I think the only thing that might work against them is that, like, experience, like, they, if they make it to a... An Eastern Conference Finals, where they no, haven't been. Western Conference I mean, Western finals, Conference yeah. Finals, sorry. Where they haven't been, I think, since maybe 2011. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, that wouldn't have been this iteration of the Grizzlies. Yeah. And not that coach. So, Cyrus, look, I just <laughs> wish them the best. Point. I, yeah. I wish yeah. them the best because they've got what it takes. Like I say, they earned those jerseys. So oh, definitely. They, they can take it all the way. There is no team in the NBA who wants to play the Grizzlies right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the key things. I mean, we haven't even spoken about somebody like Dylan Brooks, who has had his injury issues this season and has been really big for them in high-pressure games in the yep. past. And he's got that that X factor. He's He's got that never-say-quit kind of attitude. The same with the likes of, of um, uh, Ja Morant. And also guys like uh, D'Anthony Melton. You know, mm. these guys really, they don't know anything other than just going for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm not going to bet against them. I think that, you know, they aren't favorites by any stretch. But a team that is second in the Western Conference has got to really be taken seriously. And that's really what I'm trying to put out there is don't sleep on the Grizzlies. These guys could chuck everybody and you never know. Yep. You never know. So what's interesting though is that we were talking about um, the odds and the Grizzlies. I mean, they're currently at like, um, I think it's 30. Um, if you look at it from a decimal point, or rather a fractional of my favorite, um, they're 13 to 1 mm-hmm. to win this chip. We spoke about the Celtics being somebody else that we shouldn't sleep on. Yep. They've got better odds than the Grizzlies at 17 to 2. And their record is nowhere close to what the Grizzlies is. Mm-hmm. So a 10 oh, 25 rand bet on the Celtics to win it at 17 to 2 will net you 237 uh, rand. And I think that's a good punt to take either. Though, um, as well, not either. Though, what's interesting about the Celtics is you can definitely see that they lean heavily on their star players mm-hmm. in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And when those guys aren't performing on the offensive end, this team crumbles. Whereas mm-hmm. you remove Ja Morant from the Grizzlies, they're still functioning as a team. And yeah. that's what that's what you want in the in a championship contender. Yeah. Look, Cyrus, I mean the the the, the Celtics are a different animal. Let, mm. let, let, let's also remember that they've got a, a a debutant coach, right? Yes, Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka. So I, I think it's quite impressive to see what he's done in his debut uh, yeah, as, his as a head season. coach. First season. Uh, he, he, you know, uh, he's got the pieces there. I think. I mean, I mean, his stars are, are, are Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, Brown, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you, you, you've got other guys who are close to them, like Al Horford is mm-hmm. a star in essence. Al uh, was a star at thirty-five. He's not the same. Well, he's not the same. But, 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 but he still plays well. Spreads the floor nicely. You know, owns the paint. I mm-hmm. mean, in, in recent games, he's been very key, and and, and I like what he's doing there. They lost the key piece. Uh, in, in the Robert center, Williams, in Robert Williams. So th- I think that has affected them, and I think as we record now, they just lost the game to to the Miami Heat. Yeah, and and I think the, 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 Williams not being there, I think, is a bit of a downer for them. But I am so glad with what they've done. I mean, two days ago, they they were top of the East. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Nobody expected them to go on the run that they've been on. Yep. And that's all been built off defense. And like, you know, we, we talk about the um, 
the advanced metrics here, yep. they're number one in the NBA in defensive rating. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that was struggling for wins. They got into 2022 and suddenly they were like, hang on, we put all of our nonsense aside and we're going to go for it. So, you know, one in defensive rating is really, really good. The problem is that offensively, they're not great. They're in the top 10, they're 10th in offensive rating in, in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of Tatum and Brown, you're not necessarily getting a lot of buckets from the other guys there. Marcus Smart contributes so much defensively, mm-hmm. um, but he's not necessarily a guy who you want to have the ball in his hands um, and hope that he makes that bucket because yeah. he's just not that guy. He can perform well, score points when needed, and in no way am I trying to besmirch him, though I do think if they're going to get rid of somebody, it might be smart as a, as a trade piece. So but you're I- semi-besmirching him. Yes, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, he's <laughs> lightly soiled. But <laughs> the thing, though, is that the Celtics need, um, they, they have game breakers. Yep. That's the critical thing here. Like Jason Tatum could change any game he plays in mm-hmm. if he catches fire and he really goes for it. And I think that he's got that clutch gene. He's got that superstar gene. Yep. He's, he's one of those where the Celtics know what they can count on from him. Uh, but they need more from everyone else. And you look at that roster, right? You've got guys like Luke Cornett uh, is getting some game time. Wow. Aaron Neesmith is somebody that they've needed to get some from. Peyton Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys aren't great players, but they're, they're good squad players. Derek White has been a good acquisition. Grant yep. Williams has, has picked up his game a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's got another level he can get to. Um, I have my doubts about that. But the thing is... What Udoka's done is that he's made this a proper team. Mm-hmm. It's not just a bunch of guys who have a couple of uh, superstars. Am mm-hmm. I throwing shade at the Nets here? Uh, yes. Yeah, you, probably. You, you are, probably. You are throwing all the shade at the Nets, but deservedly so because expectations from the Nets are similar to that of the Lakers. I'm sure I did share that yeah. with you. Like, yeah. Uh, expectations at the beginning of the season, current and, and, situation. Yeah. You know, uh, like... Uh, I know they, they lost James Harden, big piece, but still, they, they, Look, they've, got, they've got two great scorers. They, they were assembled to win a chip, right? Yep. Kyrie, KD, they had Harden, he's gone. But then you still look at like the likes of Seth Curry, uh, Patty Mills. They've got a lo- It's a massively deep roster, mm-hmm. but they're not a team. They've got um, really good superstars, but we're getting sidetracked here. Do you think the Celtics have a chance to win a championship? Well, maybe even let me roll that back. Do you think this Celtics team could make the Eastern Conference Finals? You see, that's where I was going to go with it, Cyrus. You know, your question was, your first question was right. Do, do they have it in them to, to win a championship? And my answer there was going to be, at the moment, no. But I mm-hmm. do give them uh, a, a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. They, they, they can't push that far. They, they've shown me, I mean, uh, as we record, obviously, they're on a two-game slide. Yeah, but still, 47 and 34th in the East, Cyrus. 47 and 30. Oh, 47 and 30th in the yeah. East, yes. What did I say? <laughs> it sounded like 47 and 34th. Oh, but, and uh, 34th. Yeah, 47 <laughs> and 30 and 4th in the East. Uh, Cyrus, they, 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 I like the look of Jason Tatum. I mean, he's mm. just been getting better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown has had his ups and downs, but I think this season he's that Jalen Brown. More ups than uh, downs. More ups than downs. I, I think he plays better without a flat top. Um, <laughs> but but uh, always out here <laughs> looking at people's hairstyles, you old guy. You're like, oh, what's wrong with these whippersnappers? No, but the flat top is from our era. I love the flat top. I was yeah, but you're just like, nah, but not on him. 
<laughs> but 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 Cyrus, I I, I don't think uh, at the moment with the competition around them that mm. they they can make it out of the east and and take it all the way. I I see them pushing mm-hmm. to potentially make an Eastern Conference Finals appearance, but I think that's as far Probably as they're gonna, gonna get. Uh, they're gonna get. Okay, I mean, interesting call. Considering it all comes down to whether or not they have home court. For me, that's yeah. what I think is important. And right now, as the fourth seed. They're not. They they'd play like what one game at home mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and then you know, or rather a series. Um, if they finish higher, like maybe third seed, potentially even second seed in the East, mm-hmm. um, it gives them more opportunities to to really rally this team to a victory because you know the fans there at TD Garden really support that Celtics team and yep. and that atmosphere can get electric in the postseason so mm-hmm. um, I think the Celtics have a chance I, I agree with you I don't think that they're built to to win a championship just yet but what they've showed is that they're building something really special here yep and it might not be this season but I, I mean we've answered the question then are we sleeping on the Celtics probably not um, as, Slightly. As, I mean, when I say we, I'm talking about uh, general NBA Yeah, people fans, in general. People in general, I, yeah. I think they are because they, there's this thing like, oh, yeah, this is how the Celtics are, then they'll crumble. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, that, that, I remember when the Celtics went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals when LeBron was in the East and, yeah, and, and, and obviously… And, uh, Tatum and them ran them close. Yeah, they, they they really did push, and some of those pieces are still there. Tatum yeah. and Brown, and, and I think uh, Al Horford was there for his other tenure mm-hmm. with, the, with, with the with the Celtics, with the Celtics yeah. right? So they've still got some pieces in that team that have been all the way to you know to to the Eastern Conference Finals, and yeah. I, and I think didn't Ime make it to some sort of deep uh, playoffs berth with as Spurs. an assistant coach with the Spurs. Yeah, look, he, he, he's been part of the setup for a while and they've, they've done very well over the, over the years. Yeah. I think the thing though is when you're the head coach is different. It's a different story. Right? Yeah. And even now, like you look at Tatum and Brown, there were no expectations at that time when they were facing the Cavs and mm-hmm. LeBron. The expectations are a little bit different now, um, but they should have enough skill to beat most teams that yeah. they might face. It's just that if you look at that first round, Right now, they'd play the, the Chicago Bulls. I'd fancy the Celtics to win that series. Really? Yeah. Even if Ball was back? Yeah. Yeah. Still. I, I think the thing about Chicago right now is they, they're all over the place. Uh-huh. Their form has just gone absolutely haywire. And, uh, and when you look at it, I mean, they're like, what, 44 and 32? Yep. Um, four wins, six losses in the last 10 games. These guys are, are not looking fantastic. No. And when you look at what the Celtics are good at, which is good defense, yeah. that's, I, that I, might stop the Bulls. And I, and I think the, the, the Celtics have got, have got a size advantage, especially if Williams is back over the Bulls, right? Yes. Because Although, they've, they've without Daniel, Vucevic. They've got Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice, they, they can, yeah. They, they can bring in... Well, they can, they can utilize Al Horford well, you know, so they, they've got... Look, Horford and Tice are really the sort of biggest guys available because mm-hmm. obviously um, Brent, uh, Robert Williams III is out mm-hmm. um, and he'll he's expected to miss at least the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but then they've also got that Luke Cornet who's like, I mean, he's a monster, but he's he's not he's not much. Um, you know, just a really tall weed, gentle giant, kind of. <laughs> pretty much. He so, still has to unleash the dragon, if exactly. You will. But I think that from a team's perspective, I think the Celtics might have too much for the Bulls because the mm-hmm. Bulls defensively are also not great, and uh, stopping Brown and Tatum will take a heck of a lot. But I don't think that this is a Celtics team that is currently made to to go on 
a too deep um, run in the playoffs. I mean, you know, you mentioned um, that Eastern Conference Finals is a possibility. That's what happened with the the Hawks last season, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so it's possible that the Celtics could get there. And if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, anything's possible depending on who they come up against. Yep. Um, So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I just don't think that. Um, So we're in agreement there. Yep. Counter. Let's move on to our defensive player of the year conversation. Um, and it's it really seems to be like some of these other narratives out there <laughs> where, you know, at first you're like, okay, so who could be the defensive player of the year? And then there seems to just be one candidate, um, really head and shoulders above everyone else. So I'm talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, he, he currently tops the NBA.com um, power rankings for, for defensive players, so the defender rankings. And, and he's been there for, for a while. I mean, you know, he was last month's leader, and I think he's been there for so long. Do you think Giannis is the defensive player of the year? Look, he's been there before, right? Yeah. If he wins this, this will be his second DPOY. Yeah. And uh, look, look, Cyrus, he, you know, Giannis is that guy. Multi-skilled, you know, multifaceted. I, I mean, he's worked on his game so much. Mm. Cyrus, the, the Giannis we saw like two seasons ago and the Giannis we're seeing now, and now he's a champion at two different guys. Like, yeah. there's such an elevation. You know, if you remember some seasons before when, especially the season that the Raptors won, when we used to speak about him as almost being a one-trick pony yeah. that could be stopped. Yeah. That Yanis is gone. That yeah, Yanis does gone. not exist. The, the basic Eurostep guy who wants to either dunk or, or lay in, mm-hmm. he's gone. They, we, we've got the three-point shooting Yanis, the mid-range Yanis. We've mm-hmm. got the, you can count me down from 10 if you like while I shoot free throw Yanis. Yeah. You know, he, he, is, he has worked on his game so much, Cyrus. And then that's just the, on the offensive side. Yeah. Now, on the defensive side, rim protection. Just presence. That guy mm. is, is is like a brick wall, if you will, like yeah. a lanky brick wall, if there ever was one. You know, very lean, mean, and <laughs> lanky brick wall. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> How do you make a lanky brick wall? But, but he's also he's and, and I mean he's made um, the um, all defensive um, first team three times, all mm-hmm. defensive second team once. This guy is built for defense, and that was how his game was built. You know, how well he reads the game. Yeah, and he's agile, Cyrus. First of all, basketball IQ, high. Uh, agility also high and, mm-hmm. and 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 just athleticism Cyrus he 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 gets up there and yeah. and and his timing like like the, some of the blocks that he pulls off well the most recent one against Joel Embiid absolutely insane block there you go and, and, and Cyrus I'm not surprised he's so high up there because I mean let's look at what the, the Bucks have been through this season mm-hmm. the, the the absence of Brook Lopez due to injury yeah. for many a week and he's then been forced to play the five yes and then he starts playing the five which you know, calls for more than just offense. You got to yeah. be there defensively. And then he did a pretty good job. I mean, he's, well, if we're talking about him as being potentially the defensive player of the year and probably the front runner for it, let's say he he's did done a great a, job. A great job. Yeah. <laughs> let's say he's done a great he did job. A great right? job. Yeah, but I think the thing about Giannis in, in this particular conversation is he's doing it on both ends. Yep. Because he's also one of the front runners for the scoring title. Yep. So you just look at this guy and you think, I'm okay. the MVP. But it's, it's <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. But the case for, these, for, for him and MVP uh, thing is he's one of the guys who's leading the scoring charts. Uh-huh. He's, he's potentially the, the, the defensive player of the year and, and probably the favorite to win it. Why wouldn't he be the MVP? As opposed to somebody like, let's say, Joel Embiid, who is one of the guys challenging for the scoring title. Mm-hmm. Um isn't necessarily in the conversation for defensive, though he does 
play really well on defense. This, but this season, he's sort of taken a bit of a step back. Yeah. Um, but I think that Giannis, he's, he's, just, he's the favorite. Um, but then behind him would be Rudy Gobert, who's just doing what he does, right? He's Gobert-ing. Stifle tower. That, that, that's what he does. He, I mean, Rudy Gobert, Cyrus, I, I, I think um, my attitude personally towards Rudy Gobert is similar to the one I had for Carl Anthony Towns. They, 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 there's a time when you just think, this guy though. But when you watch him closely, you realize that he, he's actually such a defensive presence yeah. and he's key to why the Jazz do what they do no, uh, a lot. So. And, 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 and it shouldn't be overlooked. And I mean, he's been here before, right? He's, he's won uh, this award. Three times. Three times. So he's right up there. Wow. Three times. I yeah. mean, the last guy I was watching who did that, was it Yakim Noah who, who was in, I, I in recent so, years? Yeah. Uh, Joachim Noah in recent years who was uh, like… Uh, a three-time DPOI. Yeah. Oh, and and the, the likes, I think, Dikembe has also been a three-time mm. DPOI. So, hey, look, Cyrus, uh, big big respect for, for, for Gobe. thing for me about Rudy is that he's such a, a, a popular figure of hate. For a lot of people where they're like, oh, but he doesn't do anything. He, all he does is he just stands there. But it takes a lot to do what he does. Mm-hmm. And and yes, it might be a regular season award because that's what he's he's best at. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is um, he, you've, got to, you've got to look at somebody like him and say, we have to give him the kudos and the credit because he's one of the reasons why the Jazz performs so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, another um, multiple... Uh, DPOY or somebody like Kawhi Leonard. Yep. So, you know, you look at those guys and you think, okay, uh, Dwight Howard was the last to win it three times. Okay, it was that Dwight. was in 2010, 2011. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then you've got a Ben Wallace who won it four times and his fourth time uh, was in uh, 2005, 2006. So, that, you know, that's the throw, though. Respect I mean, the throw. You know what I'm saying. Dikembe was a four-timer. So, you know, Rudy's got... He's chasing real legends of the game on the defensive end here. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is, um, I guess it would only be Ben Wallace won a championship, Dikembe didn't. No. So you know, it's great having these defensive guys there, uh, and you need them in your team, but they don't necessarily always give you uh, a chip. Though no. these are the the multiple defensive player of the year guys. Maybe it's because their teams are so bad they have to be seen <laughs> on defense. Hold on, man. Maybe, but hasn't Draymond Green got one? Yeah, I mean, Draymond's got uh, definitely, and he's been and he's, he's been, been champ, sensational. Right? So. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> Kawhi as well. Yeah, you know, Kawhi but then too. you look at like uh, Joachim Noah. You know, <laughs> uh, the, 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 anyway, story for another day. I do think though that I don't believe Rudy Gobert would win it again this season. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting him out as being because he's bad or anything like that. I just think that there's also potential fatigue around it. Um, and then the other one is Mikel Bridges. You know, people talking about him being a potential winner of the DPOY. That's an and, interesting one, though. And, and I like that because he, he works really hard for, mm-hmm. for the Suns. Um, I mean, him, Marcus Smart, I would also include, and he's on, on the NBA.com rankings. Uh, Draymond Green, I think he's missed too much time, but he was having a sensational uh, season on the defensive end before his back injury. Mm-hmm. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., who we mentioned earlier, uh, could also be putting himself out there. I mean, he's currently, I think he's the blocks leader in NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you look at those guys and you think, okay, fine. We like all of them. Are they going to... Uh, you know, dethrone Giannis or, or upstage him when when we're looking at at who wins this award at the end of the season. Uh, look, Giannis is on such a high, Cyrus, and, and and rightfully so because, like you said, he's performing so well on both ends of the court. So, uh, it, it it would take a lot for somebody to dethrone 
dethrone him. First of all, like you said, Rudy Gobert, there's also voter fatigue and mm. stuff like that. And, 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 and I don't think Rudy Gobert is Mr. Popular. <laughs> he hasn't been Mr. Popular yeah. in recent years. And uh, I, I hope people have forgiven him for that uh, microphone check. Oh, it's ridiculous. It wasn't even Rudy. Rudy was the one who was the first to get tested <laughs> and, and found positive. There were lots of other positive people out there. But uh, yeah, look, I'm not saying that's the reason, yeah. but no, I'm but, just saying. But there are people, people who say that. Who, who, who there are people who say that. that, that, that well, it, 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 it also did look kind of reckless for you to do that at, at a press conference. It, it right? was. But Rudy is not the reason why the league shut down. No, no, no. But, but you know, people always want a reason or yeah. an excuse or yeah. someone to blame. But anyway, moving right along. He's By the way, sorry, Miles Turner is the block's leader. Oh, Miles um, Turner is the block's yeah. leader at the moment. Jan Jackson uh, is third I, I'm behind surprised. AD. Do you think it's his team's performance that Miles Turner isn't making an appearance here? Well, that and the fact that he's he's blocking shots, but that seems to be about it. About all he's doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess. But, but, but look, Top three, if we look at Yanis, Rudy, and, and Mikhail Bridges, I think that's a great top three, Cyrus. If mm. you look at what they're doing for their squads, I mean, Rudy, like we said, uh, key to the Jazz's defensive performance. Yeah. Mikhail as well has, has come into his own. He's actually a, a smaller looking guy in this, th- yeah. in this trio, right? When you look at Rudy, you know he's all the way up there. Yanis is also a tree of sorts. Then you yeah. look at Mikhail Bridges and like, this guy, uh, maybe it's just on TV, but he doesn't even look <laughs> that big. But He, he isn't particularly but, but he, big in, in NBA terms. In, in NBA terms, but, yeah. but he's got that defensive presence. And, 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 and for me, that, that's great to see that. And I think that's really come down to activity. And I think this is also the, the, what we need to mention around Giannis is that Giannis is just so, like we mentioned, his agility and what have you. Mm-hmm. But he is so active. He's active on both ends of the court. He absolutely goes for it every single time. Um, and, I mean, look, at 6'11", six, six um, he's a seven-footer, basically. Him mm. and, uh, um, you can see what Giannis brings. Whereas somebody like Mikael Bridges, he's 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. But his activity on the defensive end is what, what keeps him in that conversation. Marcus Smart is exactly the same. And, and I'd put, I would personally put Marcus Smart higher than Mikael Bridges. Um, from a, a defensive perspective because you see it and you also see how important it is um, for for the Celtics. But without Bridges, the Suns also suffer. So yeah. you can see the impact in that sense. I Actually, Cyrus, maybe it's a discussion for another podcast. I'd like to find out how many guards have ever gotten defensive player of the year. I mean, like it, it always seems to be like a big man's award, if you it will. It generally has been, yeah. though. If you actually look at it, um, the initial... Uh, winners of this award, you had Sidney Moncrief, and he was a shooting guard, and he okay. won it twice back to back. So you had him, Alvin Robertson, shooting guard, Michael Cooper, shooting guard, Michael okay. Jordan, shooting guard. So there's a few guards who've won the award, and then from there, it's just centers with a couple of power <laughs> forwards couple of power thrown power in, forward. like a Kevin Kevin Durant in the power forward. Small forwards um, are, are actually fewer than than the other guys, and and mm-hmm. um, you've got Ron Artest, uh, Metal World Peace, yep. whatever his other name might be right now. Friend of the Panda. Oh, there we go. Uh, and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, those are the only, well, them, Dennis Rodman, those are the only um, small forwards who are mm-hmm. DPOIs. Um, now I was just interested in the, if there's ever been a point guard, but there's obviously been a couple of shooting, shooting guards. guards. Yes, there's been shooting guards because obviously MJ, uh, who point guard Gary the Glove Payton, the only oh, one. Wow, really? Yeah. Just the glove. Just the glove. Well done to GP. No, but that's it. Goes to show you just how uh, impressive he was, and and also just how important it is to to put in the effort. Yeah. Um, on on that defensive end, so Giannis, he's the favorite. 
Yeah, and I, and I, and I think if he got it, I, I I wouldn't be mad because I mean he he's if you look at his numbers, you, you look at his performance, he's well deserving. Yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. So let's get into our poster betting corner powered by Betcoza, uh, where we have uh, yeah, it is Chiching time. Um, we have some games to look out for this weekend. There is so much happening. The league finishes on the tenth of april april yeah that's the regular season finishes so early hours of of the 11th for us here in africa um and we're just counting down nothing has been decided in the east the west we know the number one seed is the suns we know the number two seed are the, the grizzlies and then from there everything's still changing i mean i look at somebody like um the uh, Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. and they're really pushing the pace there. I mean, they're third in in in, in the West right now, yeah. and we're not even talking about them as potential uh, guys who could win the championship. I think they also might be a little bit lean. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, but but that's that's a story for another one as well. So let's go into the games here. But before we do that, actually, because um, I don't want it to seem like I'm brushing over this because uh, I lost again. But I lost again. So we're looking at the games to watch from last week. Kaunda Chama, yet another stellar showing from you. Uh, you won this 2-1. Um, you didn't get too many right, but you got more right than me. Cyrus, you do realize if this was a finals series, I would have won right now. Well, you say that, but we only started counting four recently, right? Four and no, We only Cyrus. started counting recently. No, no, I'm I didn't, I didn't count my if, wins. If this was a final series. <laughs> it might I'm, be I'm eight just, and four. I've just got four and oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm salty. Um, okay. Let's let's see if I can make up some ground on you. Um, so the first game to look at Saturday morning. Uh, it's quite a big one because Paul George is back. Yep. The Clippers are looking like they could be dangerous, and it's the Clippers taking on the Bucks that will have some sort of uh, say as to what happens in the play and stuff as the Clippers get better and trying to build towards the play and game in the playoffs. And the Bucks might jump up to the number one seed at some point, so they could be playing for that. Uh, that game is at two a.m. Central African time Saturday morning. Kaunda. Clippers versus Bucks. Are we in? Uh, it where is in we? Milwaukee. We're in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then I'm Bucks all day. Bucks for you. I think I'm going to agree with you on this one because I think the Bucks should have that one. Um, it's a home game. Yep. I'm not sure if they really want the number one seed, but if anything, they might want home court is the critical thing here. Mm-hmm. So winning as many games to end the season will be uh, really important to them. So I think the Bucks will go for it, and I think the Bucks will win. Okay. As do you. Also happening at the exact same time in Memphis. Is this a split screen day, Cyrus? It is more than. I think we might need to get at least two or three different TVs. Oh lord! Um, you have the the Phoenix Suns taking on the Memphis Grizzlies, also at two a.m. Central African time on Saturday morning. It's a tough one to call. They don't necessarily have to to go for it because the Suns are runaway number one seed mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies also have clinched second spot. But who do you think will win the game? Are we in Memphis? Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb to say the Suns are going to be like, look, we're already there. Okay. We, we don't really need to push that hard. But you, you, the Grizzlies uh, remind me of uh, Yanis Atatankumpo. I don't think they know no how to take the foot off the gas. Okay. So, uh, I, I, and we still don't have uh, an ETA for Jamarant, right? Um, I they did say like a week or two, but they might also be be just waiting it out. You okay. Know? No, look, Cyrus, with or without uh, Jamarant, I think this time uh, I, I'm going with the Suns. Sorry, I'm going with the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yes. Okay, so Grizzlies for you. I'm gonna say the Suns. Those guys seem to be. I, I think they're worried about momentum. 
Okay. And so I think that they'll they'll keep playing these guys. I mean, they beat the Warriors um, uh, last night as mm. we're recording this. And um, the thing is, they had all of their star players playing late in that game. So they still want to win games. Mm-hmm. They will still want to make a statement. So um, I'm going Suns. I think the Suns um, might beat the Grizzlies in that one. So Saturday night, we've got a lovely early game here in the African continent. For all of you in the States who might be listening, make sure you're up. This might even be like a morning game for you. <laughs> but it's 6.30 p.m. here in the Central African time. It is the Hornets playing the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly. Um, this one could also be really important in terms of standing because the Hornets themselves need as many wins as possible because they're also in the play-in game places and they might want to try and chase down the Brooklyn Nets who are currently in 8th spot um, and might want to keep themselves ahead of the Atlanta Hawks who are in 10th. So, Hornets versus the 76ers. I think it's an easy one for me, Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, we're in Philly. Uh, I, I got... I trust in my boy uh, and bead. I trust the process. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Philly all the way. Sixes, okay. Sixes win for me. And I think I'm also picking the sixes here. Maybe I'm just following your lead. I don't want to lose <laughs> this time. But I also think I, I think that I trust the process. I think Joel Embiid will do it. And if anything, he needs a couple of really big games to try and catch LeBron James in the scoring charts. Mm, uh, mm. So this might be one of those. The Hornets are not known for their defense. I think Doc Rivers will just say, Joel, go for it. Drop 50, see what you can do, and let's see if we can't boost your, your ratings. Yeah. Okay, Sunday morning, 1.30 a.m. Central African time. The Brooklyn Nets play the Atlanta Hawks. These are play-in foes. You don't know what this will do for the play-in standings. Um, all of the Nets are or should be available unless something happens between now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, Nets, Hawks, who are you picking? This sounds also familiar, Cyrus. Nets, mm-hmm. Hawks. Nets, Hawks. It is uh, in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Nah. Uh, Nets for me. Nets I, for I, you. I, I think KD is going to give us a 50-piece. Uh, I think uh, uh, Kyrie is going to give us like a 35-piece. Okay. And, and the rest of the pieces are also going to give us pieces. <laughs> and, uh, Hawks are going to see flames. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Nets on this one. I'm departing from you on this one. Okay. I think I've been watching the, 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 the Nets recently and... They haven't been unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So I think the Hawks might fancy their chances. They might look at these guys and say, you're not that far ahead of us in the standings. So um, we're going to show you what we can do. Maybe Trey Young might be unstoppable in this one. Ice. So um, I think Ice Trey might come in with a 40 piece. Oh, wow. uh, but then the problem is there's nobody else who's going to be contributing <laughs> yeah. as well. But the Hawks do have some defenders on their team. Yeah. Uh, Clint Capella, who we love. Anyako Okongwu could do something. So I'm going Hawks in this one. Um, also just to be a bit different. Um, then the last game, Saturday, it's Sunday night. NBA Sunday's clash. Mm-hmm. 9.30 p.m. Central African time. You don't want to miss this. No one's going to miss this. It's the Denver Nuggets going to L.A. to play the Lakers. LeBron James might be back. Um, Anthony Davis was still not sure he might be back but the Lakers need these wins because every loss pushes them even further out of contention and potentially out of the play in places yep tell me you're picking the Lakers in this one I don't have to tell you you already know okay Lakers for you, you I am going know. Nuggets I can feel my first victory and ages coming here because man these Lakers but anyway <laughs> it is in LA anything's possible I'm picking Nuggets in that one um, and just those are our picks for the uh 
post up betting corner. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program. You can get a hold of them on 0800 006 008 or WhatsApp help on 076 675 0710. If you've got a problem, WhatsApp help. Please do that. Um, we've come to the end of the show calendar. Yeah. Um, and as always, there should be a question. Maybe we should switch it up. Do you have a question for me? Yes. Oh, please. Uh, so, as a big fan, and I see the t-shirt, where do you see your Golden State Warriors uh, winding up this season? This you mean season? in the standings or as in like... No, no, just could go? when it's all said and done. Do you think they 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 got an early exit or do they make it to the second round? What, what happens? Well, all things considered, when you look at the uh, Steph injury, how much time he'll miss, the fact that they don't have another big there, Draymond mm. struggled as he's come back. I think it might be a relatively early exit from the playoffs for Because um, I, I heard that Wiseman is not coming back either. No, his knee injury has kept him out. He just hasn't been able to heal up. There was a, a flare-up or inflammation in the knee, so mm. Wiseman's out. And they haven't gotten many backup bigs. In fact, when I say many, I mean any. Any, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just don't think the Warriors, and especially if they're going to play somebody like the Nuggets, in that first round mm-hmm. um, the Nuggets could beat them I mean Nikola Jokic has been sensational there's no answer for him and and I just don't see how the the, the, the Warriors stop him but um, yes things can happen but I do think this might be an, an early-ish exit for the Warriors I hope I'm wrong but that's what I see okay so they might just join the Lakers fishing that's okay yeah I mean look Lakers might be the ones keeping the poles there of course they will <laughs> not might <laughs> look we've had our say about the Lakers uh, but thank you so much, Kaunda. Um, and let me give everybody our social media handles to end off the show. Interact with us, please, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Kaunda, thank you so much, brother. Hope you have a really good one. Uh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm going to be at LeBron's house celebrating that Razzie he won. Well, it's a good <laughs> award to win, so you better do that. And thank you so much to our partners, Supersport.com, Betcoza, and The Pod House, where we record this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen and for getting in touch. Stay tuned for more post-up excellence next week, and we'll catch you courtside. <laughs> <laughs>